Chapter Four of Rick and Ruddy by Howard Garris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Allison Hester. Chapter Four, Ruddy's First Hunt. Anxiously, Rick waited for an answer from the coast guard. Ruddy, who was standing beside the boy, cocked up his ears and sniffed the air that was blowing from the man toward that sensitive animal nose. Once Ruddy or any dog, for that matter, had smelled a person he never forgot. Years afterward, Ruddy would remember that person's smell, and know whether he was a friend or enemy, and Ruddy knew he had smelled this man before. With the remembrance was both pleasure and something of pain. The pleasure was in the joyous memory of the bit of bread and meat the Coast Guard had given the dog. The pain came when Ruddy recalled how he was driven away, or at least he thought he was, but we know that the Coast Guard was only telling the puppy to shelter himself from the storm. And then, in that wonderful manner dogs have of really knowing that men's ways are not their ways, and that sometimes a man makes a dog do something for the animal's good that the creature would rather not do, somehow in this manner Reddy knew the Coast Guard was to be numbered among his new friends. Back and forth wagged the expressive tail, and with a joyful bark, Ruddy bounded toward the man who had been out in the storm all night on the lonely beach. Ruddy was beginning a new life, and the guard and the boy were the first two important things in it. Is, is he really your dog? asked Rick again slowly. Well, don't you see how he comes to me? asked Sig with a laugh as he patted the brown head. I found him last night, washed off some wreck, I reckon. I gave him a bit of my snack, and then I got more from Bill Park. Told the pup to wait among the dunes for me, where the wind didn't blow so hard. But he must have run along, for I didn't see him after that. He, he came right here to me, spoke Rick. I, I wanted a dog a long while. I, I prayed for him, and he came, but if... If he's your dog, Mr. Bailey. Ah, oh, shucks. He isn't my dog. That is special, exclaimed the Coast Guard. He really had no idea of claiming Ruddy, but was only teasing Rick. And when he saw how badly the boy felt, Sig had not the heart to keep up the little fun he was having. I don't want him, the Coast Guard went on. Of course, he's a nice pup, but my wife's got a cat and they might not get along good together. As I say, I saw him on the beach in the storm last night. Must have been washed off some craft, and he swam ashore. Keep him for all of me. Oh, thanks, thanks, cried Rick. Oh, he's my dog after all. He's mine. Did you hear, Mother? he exclaimed. He's a dog from the ocean, just like Maisie said, and he's mine. Again, Rick threw his arms about the wiggling brown puppy, whose tail was wagging so joyously. Ruddy knew when he was loved, and he began to have great hopes for the future. Surely a happier day was drawing for him. Did you really find the dog on the beach? asked Mr. Dalton as he came out to go to work. Yep, he's a regular sea dog, laughed the guard. Poor pup, he doesn't look as if he's had a very good time. Seems sort of thin. Yes, he does need filling out, 
agreed Mr. Dalton, with a glance at Ruddy's ribs that plainly showed through the thin sides. Well, we'll keep him for a day or so, anyhow. Can't I keep him always, Dad? asked Rick. I don't know. Better settle that with your mother, was the answer. I don't mind having a dog, especially such a nice one as this seems to be. But my wife's sort of afraid about Maisie and a dog, he added to the Coast Guard. A good dog doesn't bite. That is, bite children, declared Mr. Bailey. It's queer how even a dog that's surely and snappy to strangers will let a baby pull its tail and ears and never so much as growl. If you like dogs, I'd let Rick keep this one. You won't have any trouble about him biting Maisie. And the little girl herself, coming out just then, seemed to have no fear of her brother's new pet, for she put her arms around the neck of Ruddy, and he nestled his head close to her. My, what a lot of friends I'm making all of a sudden, said Ruddy to himself, in a way all dogs have of thinking. Where are you going to keep your pet when you go to school? asked Mr. Dalton of his son. We haven't got a good place for a dog. He can sleep in the box where I used to keep my rabbits, Rick answered. I'll make it into a kennel for him. Yes, that might answer, agreed Mr. Dalton. I'll help you fix it up when I come home tonight. If we're going to keep a dog, we must keep him right. Give him a warm, clean kennel to start with. And be sure he has plenty of water, Rick. Dogs need more water than lots of other animals. Give him fresh water three or four times a day. I guess he got plenty of salt water swimming in through the waves last night, spoke the Coast Guard as he walked on toward his home. A little bit of fresh would be a change for him. Ruddy was thirsty, and he quickly lapped up the water that Rick brought to him in a clean basin. And how glad Ruddy was that the water was clean. All animals, even pigs, love to be clean and to have clean food just as much as we do. Are you going to let Rick keep this dog? asked Mrs. Dalton as she came out in the yard and watched Ruddy following Rick and Maisie about in the grass. Well, we might try it said her husband slowly. He appears like a nice, clean puppy, and a boy and a dog seem to go together somehow. But Maisie, began the mother, I guess she likes him as much as Rick does. Let him stay a while. If he makes trouble, of course we'll have to get rid of him, he added in a low voice. But we'll give Rick and Ruddy a chance together. Quite a team they make. Rick and Ruddy and he smiled as he saw the boy toss a stick which Ruddy ran after and brought back to his little master. "'Well, I hope it will be all right,' said Mrs. Dalton with something like a sigh. "'And he does seem like a nice dog. "'Come, Rick,' she called. "'Time to get ready for school.' "'Yes'm,' answered the boy, and he came running in more promptly than he sometimes did. Somehow Rick felt that if he were to be allowed to keep the dog, he must be on his mark and give no chance for complaints. "'I'll tie him up so he won't run after me,' Rick said. "'You'll feed him and give him water while I'm gone, won't you, Mother?' he asked. "'Yes, I'll look after him,' promised Mrs. Dalton. "'But don't be thinking so much of your new dog that you forget your lessons.' 
Oh, he really is my dog, isn't he? exclaimed Rick in delight. I always wanted a dog, but I never thought I'd get one. Now I have. Yes, I'll study good and hard today, he promised. Ruddy did not take very kindly to being tied to the side of the box in which Rick had once kept some pet rabbits. At first, the dog tried to pull loose from the soft rope about his neck and follow Rick and Maisie, who soon went down the street together to school. But Ruddy knew what it was to be tied up, though not since the happy days of his early puppyhood had he so wanted to break away and follow the beloved boy master as he wanted to follow now. "'Stay there! I'll come back soon!' called Rick as he turned for a last look at his new pet. "'Yes, and I'll come too,' added Maisie. "'I can like your dog, can't I, Rick?' she asked. "'Sure,' answered her brother. "'We'll both like him, and he'll like us, and he won't bite you, Maisie.' "'I'm not afraid,' she said. Ruddy pulled and tugged at the rope once or twice, and then, giving a sad little howl and whine, as if saying he would make the best of it, he began to look about his new home. The first thing Ruddy noticed was the rabbit smell, the smell of wild creatures about his kennel. For though Rick's rabbits were tame, still they had that smell of the wild, of the open fields and the thick woods, a smell that made Ruddy want to tear loose and go racing among the trees, scattering the dried leaves about. Ruddy had never hunted wild things, but, coming from a race of hunting dogs, the feeling was there in his blood. He whimpered and whined as he smelt about the cracks of the box. He was trying to understand where the rabbits had gone, for they were not in sight, though the smell remained. Then, as Rick's mother came out with some pieces of carpet to make a bed for the puppy, and as she gave him a large bone on which to gnaw, Ruddy forgot about the rabbits for the time. The bone interested him more. It was a large bone with very little meat on it, and what there was took a deal of gnawing to get off. But that was good for Ruddy, whether he knew it or not, for it made his teeth stronger. The more a dog gnaws, the better his teeth become, and a dog's teeth are the only weapons he has. A cat has claws and also teeth, but a dog's claws are of scarcely any use to drive away anything that attacks him. He has only his teeth. So Ruddy gnawed the bone, drank a little of the fresh water, and then he settled himself for a sleep. Around and around he turned on the piece of carpet Mrs. Dalton had spread in his kennel. Just as the old wolf dogs and jungle hounds had turned around and around to drive out any stray snakes, so Ruddy turned, and then he went to sleep, waiting for Rick to come home from school. As for Rick, I'm afraid he didn't study quite as well as he might have done if he had not been thinking so much about his dog. Once during the day, he wrote a note and tossed it to his chum, Chot Benson. I got a dog. That was what Rick's note said. Where did you get him? Is he a hunting dog? Asked Chot in his answering note. Then, before Rick had a chance to flip over an answer in reply, the teacher saw what was going on, and, as it was against the rule to pass notes in school, both boys had to stay in five minutes after the others had left the classroom. It was because of this that Maisie reached home before her brother, and, not stopping to go in the house, she hurried to the back yard. 
Waddy! Waddy! Where are you? she called. With a joyful yelp and bark, the dog came from inside the kennel, wagging his tail until it thumped against the sides like the sticks of a drum. Happy and joyous, Ruddy leaped about Maisie as far as his rope would let him, and the little girl was trying to loosen it from around his neck when her brother and Chot, released at last from their punishment, came racing into the yard. "'There's my dog!' cried Rick, pointing to Ruddy, who was leaping and jumping, trying to get as close as possible to his new master. "'Say, he's a good one, all right,' declared Chot, after looking Ruddy over. "'He's a hunting dog!' "'Is he?' asked Rick. "'Sure. You can tell by his ears. He's got almost regular hound dog ears, and hounds are hunting dogs.' Chot was a bit wrong about Ruddy's ears, however. They were not those of a hound. "'He's a nice dog, and I like him,' declared Maisie. "'Look how funny he's smelling of you, Chot!' Ruddy was, indeed, sniffing around the legs of the new boy. But that was so Ruddy would know Rick's friend again. Ruddy could not depend on his eyes. He might not see Chot some day when he passed his master's chum, and Ruddy wanted to know and be known by all Rick's friends. So now, in the back part of his head, where he could always get at it with his nose, Ruddy was putting away, so he could remember it, a little part of the mysterious man smell that made Chot different from every other boy. It was as if you should write on a paper the names of your different friends, so you would not forget them when you met them again. But, as dogs cannot write, they have to carry in their heads and noses the memory of the smell of their friends. So Ruddy was getting to know Chot. Rick loosed the rope from the pet's neck, and now Ruddy could frisk about as much as he pleased. He was leaping around the two boys, while Maisie went in the house to change her dress, when, all at once, Ruddy caught a whiff of something that always set him half wild. It was the smell of cat, and he, like all dogs, was ready to chase a cat. A gray tabby who lived next door to the Dalton family had jumped over the fence. Very often, this cat found bits of good things to eat in the Dalton garbage can. So Sally, as the cat was called, came to get something to eat. She did not know Ruddy was there. Never before had the Daltons kept a dog. But in an instant, Ruddy was ready for his first real hunt. He had never chased a cat before, though once one had chased him. And now, with a joyful yelp and bark, Ruddy started running after Sally. End of chapter 4